0: When you think of bylaw services, you think of someone handing out parking tickets and helping to quiet down the noisy neighbors. But as Penticton has grown, so has the role of bylaw officers. There's a lot more to the job, some of which the public sees, much of it the public might not be aware of. We will take a closer look at how the role of bylaw is evolving and the important role the department plays in keeping our community safe. Today on... Penticton. Hello Penticton and welcome to Penticton, a podcast from the city of Penticton discussing some of the hot topics in our community. My name is Dale Corey, a longtime resident, a serious V's hockey and speedway racing fan, and your host for the podcast. I get involved, I know many of you do as well. We do it to help shape our city. This episode, will explore the city's bylaw department and the new role of the community safety officers. We have two guests with us today. First, Tina Mercier, bylaw services manager at the city of Penticton. Tina, welcome.
1: Thank you, welcome.
0: Also with us, Angie Williams, the lead community safety officer. Angie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tina, why don't you get us started? Tell us a bit more about your role and your background.
1: Yeah, you bet. So, I was hired in 2014 by the city of Penticton, and that was to supervise two bylaw enforcement officers at the time. So, we're a very small department in its infancy. And I've always been involved in public safety and the public safety and enforcement field. Uh, I moved here from Calgary back in 2014, so, big city to a mid-small-sized city. And it's been a great challenge that waited here for me, um, and that was really to build a really strong Mm -hmm. municipal bylaw department.
0: Now, as I said in the intro, when most people think about bylaw, they think of parking tickets, noisy neighbors, but the role has certainly changed over the years. Now, Tina, can you tell us a little bit about the history of our bylaw function and maybe how it is evolving?
1: Yeah, you bet. So definitely a lot of change we've seen since I started in 2014 with with just the two original officers. And the team is now fully built into two groups. So there's a general bylaw enforcement officer group uh, with six uh, staff on that team. And that focuses more on the traditional work, like you mentioned, parking and traffic, some good neighbor bylaw offenses. And then we have the new community safety officer function. So that role is more of a focus since 2018 on the, the social issues that the community is mm-hmm. facing and the impacts of the opioid crisis, housing. Um, so more of an involvement with our vulnerable population in the community.
0: So does this help emergency service alleviate some of their call volume? I'm thinking fire, ambulance, RCMP. How, how does that help their volume?
1: Yeah, it, it definitely has helped. Like we definitely have the ability to evolve with the needs of the community and it's helped I'd say anecdotally, with call volume for sure, um, from emergency services, especially with a very toxic drug supply, um, there has been increased calls with emergency services. So we have the ability to be a bit more proactive and deploy to certain hotspot locations Mm -hmm. that we're finding in the community.
0: Yeah. Uh, Angie, we'll bring you in. You are one of our first community safety officers. Now you're the lead of the team. So tell us a little bit more about this new service for the community. How many officers do you have? What hours do they serve and maybe what services do they provide?
2: Sure. So our goal is to support our community first and foremost. Uh, We do our best to be available to try to fill some of those gaps that I know the community is feeling right now. We deal with calls around social nuisance, encampments. We try and provide and connect people with um, finding long-term solutions. Um, and we're doing our best to work together with the services here to try to sort out some of these complex problems that we're facing in our community. And I know every community is facing these problems throughout BC. So, Mm -hmm. um, we're doing our best to fill some of those gaps. Currently right now we're staffed with eight full-time CSOs and we're covering the hours of seven days a week, six to 11 PM. Mm
0: Yeah. Okay. So what's a day like for a city uh, community safety officer? Give, give us uh, 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 a bit more detail on what takes place. And is, is it different for the morning shift than it is for the night shift?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So in the mornings, we leave the office at 6 o'clock sharp in the morning. Um, we start downtown because that's uh, typically and traditionally been our hot spots. Um, so our main goal is to do welfare checks in the, fir- in the mornings, um, parks, alleys, storefronts. Um, We're delivering camp notices in the mornings just to kind of get people up, moving, giving them some time to to sort out their days. Um, We're also dealing with collecting garbage, sharps, paraphernalia. Um, After typically our first round throughout town, uh, we continue to be proactive, um, doing patrols throughout all of Penticton and then also being dispatched for calls through our dispatcher. We go by the model that there's always something to do. And that's the beauty of this role is that we're proactive and, and there is always something that we can be doing. Yeah. And then we've got an afternoon shift that starts at 12.30 in the afternoon. So that kind of alleviates a lot of call volume from the morning shift. And then they carry on with, with calls that still need to be attended throughout the day.
0: So Tina, give us a sense of the type of skills required to be a bylaw officer, community safety officer. What are you looking for? If you have an opening, what types of skills do you wanna see in that resume that you could bring those people into bylaw here in Penticton?
1: Yeah, obviously, people that have to communicate well, um, very much a part of the job involves communicating with different population groups. Um, Great teamwork skills is very important um life skills in general, and really being able to work collaborative, collaboratively with other groups in the community. So building those relationships is super important. Um and taking the time to get to know everyone in the community. Um, and then beyond that, there's a, a general um, like a uh, general bylaw course. and there's also the requirements for some experience in the field with other bylaw municipalities or um, criminology, social justice, social work, um those types of backgrounds.
0: Yeah, okay. It sounds like your team is encountering some some pretty difficult situations out there, people maybe in distress or there may be criminal activities involved. How does bylaw work with some of the other agencies, Uh, the RCMP, Fire Department, Interior Health, PIB? Maybe explain the relationship and the connection a little bit more
1: yeah so very collaborative working relationships are definitely needed in the work that we do every day. Uh, we do a lot of joint inspections and joint projects where you know we're dealing with maybe an encampment that's in a difficult location or on a on a different type of land or um an Indian band, so we work collaboratively with with them and with the other community partners as well because there's a lot of planning and resources required to successfully manage these issues. Um, and also following COVID and the, the pandemic, the opioid crisis, we all want um, a very healthy quality of life. And so involving the best equipped agencies in that moment for, for everyone is definitely needed.
0: Angie, anything more you can add from from your part of it? I know you, you get closely involved with a lot of agencies, a lot of groups. Uh, Talk about that relationship a little bit more.
2: Sure. So I've been focused on building connections and relationships within the community. I'm really trying to empower people to work together and to try to find some solutions to these problems. Um, recently, I've been trained in doing the vulnerable uh, vulnerable assessment tool within the field for um, BC Housing, just to help support them get some of their information. Um, I'm also piloting the new intake tool through 100 More Homes. Try to support them with data collection. Um, we're now sitting on the cat table, the cast table, and youth homelessness tables, um, and it provides a huge opportunity for multiple groups to tactically network and work together this way.
0: Yeah, can you give us maybe a little bit more detail of, of what's involved in now all that? How many meetings might you try to set up in a week? There's so many organizations that you're involved with. Uh, what's your week like in just trying to connect with all these groups?
2: Um, well, my Wednesdays are busy, (laughs) um, I try to fit a lot of meetings in my Wednesdays, um, so that's definitely my big day, but I'm a big, I'm a big believer in popping in, um, just seeing where people are at in their own space. Um, social media has been awesome. Just being able to text and call people. I know that's a big thing that's, that's really come out from COVID is that people are very comfortable just getting on zoom and Mm -hmm. just connecting that way, um. So that's, that's definitely been huge for us, but it's, it's really putting yourself out there and making yourself available and, and making people feel like it's okay to, to talk to each other
0: yeah well and and the key word to me is is connecting you're connecting with people so do you do you find as you as you work in your role as as a community safety officer just walking down the street you're you're running into people that that you're working with all the time with some of these agencies you you've formed that connection and a bond as well
2: yeah absolutely and it's it's supportive at this point and it's a positive thing um on both Mm -hmm. sides
0: yeah Uh, We talked about how bylaw services is evolving to support community safety. Let's maybe talk a little bit more about what residents can do. I'm thinking of the... See Something, Say Something program, uh, Project 529, uh, RCMP has resources and programs as well. Uh, Tina, maybe speak to some of this a little bit. I know Project 529 is a big one these days in this community, but talk about what residents can do to to help uh, people in bylaw keep the peace, so to speak, but also get us closer towards that safe community we're all looking for
1: yeah and with see something say something campaign like we've really um, promoted that throughout the city you'll see all the green signs in a lot of the different locations and we really can't be everywhere at once and we rely heavily on um, our community to report things that they see and so that's a very important tool that anyone can empower themselves with. Have those numbers handy, call when you see something, we'll triage it on our end and determine the best agency to respond. Um, after hours, after our office closes around 4.30, um, our community safety officers have that relief phone on them and basically accessible at that point so it's a very great tool um, for the community and for our team as well mm-hmm. and like you said project 529 um, so that's been in existence for a while but I think just getting more awareness out um, obviously once you register your bike you get a shield and that Shield Deco goes on your bike so it's able to be tracked and you can report it as stolen and then um, Angie here and a lot of members on our team have come across stolen bikes in our community and are able to get them back to the rightful owners. So um, we love those success stories when, when they do happen. Mm-hmm. And then the RCMP, they have um, some resources and programs as well and they're always in need of volunteers for Citizens on Patrol especially, so being those eyes and ears in the community um, is super helpful as well.
0: Yeah, uh, With Project 529 and, and uh, the situation with bikes, what, what can people do? What's the best thing? I, I go buy a new bike, what should I do to make sure that um, I've got that thing properly registered should it go missing? it can be located a lot easier. What, what is, uh, what's the key thing that people can do?
2: Uh, well, you can photograph it and <laughs> record your serial numbers. That's mm-hmm. definitely the most helpful thing that you can do. Yeah. Um, so when you go through the app, uh, it actually suggests that you take a photo, you register the whole thing. And if it does happen to go missing, you can alert anybody within all of Penticton to keep their eyes open for that bike.
0: You guys don't have an easy job. Uh, Do you get away from it when once you leave your shift for the day can you kind of forget about things um or or is it kind of with you all the time
1: yeah i'd say i mean obviously the work we do is is very important and we we work very closely with a lot of our our stakeholders in the community but we're no we know we're making a difference out there and that's Mm -hmm. the part that brings the most value and being able to balance the heart and the hammer everyone has a story and we all want to be heard and our job is to really balance that heart and the hammer and make sure that people are still accountable and it's it's challenging absolutely but our, our team is well equipped and trained and has great connections in the community to do the job and do the job well
0: yeah i mean i know you deal with a lot of difficult situations every day what makes you keep going to work uh, maybe talk about some of those inspirational stories that, that you both um, encounter that you've both been a part of that that keep you going back to work every day and, and, and have the, the focus of the safety of the community first and foremost?
2: Well, for me, um, a big thing that keeps me going and something that I love to see in this community is, is being able to get people into housing and connecting people to resources because a lot of the time people just don't know where to go. And I've gotten good at, knocking on doors and shaking trees to f- try to figure out the <laughs> system and if i can help i'm going to help um so that's work that i feel really really passionate about um and it's been quite successful seeing people change their lives around and and then become community members and they feel part of the community because that's huge
0: yeah, yeah tina from your part i mean there's, there's got to be some some great inspirational stories and and you know the things that, that put a smile on your face and tell you deep in your heart that you're having an impact, you're doing the right things.
1: Yeah, there, there's one story I'll share and it was uh, the piano project. So yeah, yeah. that piano project by Nanamo Square during COVID, it was a very difficult time. Everyone was feeling very socially isolated and I knew there wasn't budget. I knew we didn't have cleaning staff. We didn't even have a piano, um, let alone anyone to, to paint the piano. And I was like, but we need to do this for the community. Mm-hmm. We, we want people to feel connected and have some sort of outlet where they can at least do something together. Um, we were already seeing kind of some gatherings in Namo Square area anyways, so this was just really another kind of outlet and it turned pretty positive. We got an art project together um, and they were able to help paint the piano and I went out there and cleaned it in the middle of COVID so we didn't have to <laughs> worry about all those protocols and it ended up being a real cool project and to see people connect there in a different way during COVID was pretty inspiring. Um, for the community at that time.
0: No, I'm going to take it all that time you spent around the uh, piano. You, you, Im- you improved your piano playing skills and everything. <laughs> you can play a Tune Force now if you really needed to.
1: A little bit. I, I wouldn't <laughs> say super successfully, but but I tried. <laughs>
0: Good stuff. Uh, again, our guest today from the City of Penticton, Tina Mercier, Bylaw Services Manager at the City of Penticton, and uh, Community Safety Officer Angie Williams. Tina and Angie, thanks for the insight into the important role your bylaw department plays in, in keeping our city safe and clean and helping those less fortunate into better situations. Uh, thanks again to both of you.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Again, let's all work toward a community which looks after its own, welcomes others with open arms, and continues to provide us with the best place on earth to live. And of course, please join us next time on Pentocton. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Dale Corey.